Ah, uh, yes, hour number two on a Thursday. Just let that Curtis Mayfield wash over you, Longhorn basketball fans. We're trying to help you through all this stuff today because there's been some wild news for you specifically in these last couple of days. Yes, we have talked some spring game. That comes up in two days. Yes, we talked some NBA. A couple of 10 seeds win last night, and they might become eight seeds tomorrow night. Um, and, of course, uh, we did, uh, you know, always mixing in a little football. We just talked about the NFL, including Dan Snyder. Uh, apparently that sale is going to go through pretty quickly. And we're also an hour away from whatever Zay thinks about Jelly Roll. I'm really excited about that and whatever I think of Lil' Kim's first album. So we're going to do that to start the 2 o'clock hour. Now, normally, to start the 1 o'clock hour, we have a particular guest. We have, uh, we're have we going to throw you a little bit of a curveball, but if you're a basketball fan, I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. And normally, we talk to Jeff Howe of Horns247.com right in this spot. He's got a little Horns 24-7 business to take care of today. So let me tell you that uh, you can catch the Longhorn Blitz podcast. If you missed it yesterday, you can get that replay tonight at 7, right after Ball Don't Lie. Speaking of Ball Don't Lie, we start thinking about, now who do we know that knows Longhorn basketball and can talk about all this stuff? And then I realized, oh... That's the guy. It's Patrick Davis of Ball Don't Lie. He is the on-site engineer and tech for men's basketball, meaning he's watched them in every home game from floor level, and he's kind of a basketball freak. So we thought we'd have Patrick in to talk about all this stuff. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, doing good. One Man. of the few guys at the station, like myself, that owns NBA League Pass. <laughs> yes, yes, and uses it thoroughly. Yeah. How long have each of you had League Pass? Uh, I mean, there were some years I couldn't afford it, uh-huh. but I started writing sports, like writing NBA articles in 2002. Okay. So I, I've been a league pass in the years I can afford it since it's basically begun. Basically 20 years. Yeah. Uh, Zay? I'm on year five. Okay. Fair year enough. Five. Yeah. Parents, they weren't about that. At I got, all. I got you. At yeah. all. Possibly because it's league pass stuff. You got league pass money? <laughs> like, no, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, there were some lean years in there where that was not... <laughs> It's not in the budget. Uh huh. Fair enough. All right, Patrick. So uh, I wish we were. Or we will. I promise we will have you on the show for good news. For good stuff. news. Yes. But uh, I just wanted to, you know, to get you and, and obviously you and Zay talking about this, but to get your thoughts on exactly what all of this means. Let's start with the latest story because it is the biggest one. AJ Johnson going from the Longhorns and however you want to say it, transfer because he signed or. Decommits, I guess, technically. But he's headed to this Australian league, the NBL, which those of us that don't know a ton of hoops, we need to learn what the NBL is. Give me your thoughts on this from from the Texas perspective. So, And I don't want to talk bad about the kid. The kid has a lot of potential. He could definitely be a draft pick in 2024. He was not going to be a huge impact player this season for Texas. He is a guy with a ton of potential. The late part of his season last year wasn't super great. And... I'll tell you the main reason you can tell he's not a, a guy that would change your program this year is he's going to Australia and not the G League. Because hmm. if he was going to the G League, then we know he's one of those few guys that is like, oh, this guy is a, a lottery pick right now. Like if he was able to go in the draft, he'd be a lottery pick right now. So he is a good player. He definitely could have held Texas. But I feel like if you want to equate it to anyone right now, it would be Dylan Mitchell of what Dylan Mitchell did for us this year, which was he could probably come in and play 10, 15 minutes for us a game. Be pretty decent for us, have some good moments, have some really good games, and have some bad games. But he wasn't going to be an impact player this season. And you're hoping Ron Holland's a little bit further along. He is still going to be, he is still, as of right now, 
coming to the 40 Acres <laughs> next year. Yes. So you're hoping that Ron Holland's going to be in. So it is a loss for Texas. It sucks because with everything else, with Arterio Morris, with not hearing anybody else coming back from the program right now, that you go, man, who are we starting next year? Uh, but I don't think A.J. Johnson really probably would have been a starter anyway in this lineup. Just, I, I don't know if he was ready to be a starter at a, a major Power 5 school this season. Yeah, and Jeff Howell let us know earlier that the kid's going to make seven hundred and fifty grand in Australia. Yeah. So it's tough to beat. I don't think they're throwing around that money for basketball, especially no. here with NIL, even though it would be no, nice. Not, not if you're not a top 10 pick. Yeah, yeah. If 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 Kevin Durant now wanted to come here, or like a Lamarcus Aldridge at that time, one of those guys maybe could get some good money because they were projected lottery picks in one and dones. Uh, he is a projected pick in twenty twenty four right now, but I don't know if he was projected lottery after his how he finished the season this year. Yeah, and Patrick, you know AJ Johnson, like he's around NBA guys. He's family yeah. with Jalen Green and stuff. So when you're around that and you hear people saying, "Yo, bro, we've seen guys in the league that you on the level as them." It makes your head start spinning, and then you're like, okay, is college the best for me? And then, like I said, before, when you're getting all that paper that he's getting in Australia, that makes it a little more easier to not go the college route. Yeah. And I think it's just tough with what you're seeing with the roster now and what you're seeing around the nation with multiple guys being signed and you're not really seeing much talk with Texas, even though they got some really, really good pieces in the transfer portal that they're looking at. Yeah, and I mean, this is the time of year where you start to they start to come at you about what classes you want to take and stuff like that. And if you were somebody who went, oh, no, 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 I am going to Texas to play basketball. Give me whatever the cheapest, easiest class is and then figure out North Carolina made some, some greats if you could do that. But don't. And and then they go well. We want you want you to be student athletes here at Texas, which some coaches do. Oh some yeah, their school. He's got to go to school. Yeah, and that <laughs> no, is oh, and man. that is for a lot of guys not what they want to do. And if if you say, look, man, if I go to the NBA this year, I would, even if it was a second round pick or whatever, I go to the NBA this year. That that seems more like his route. Uh, we saw the balls did it, and uh, uh, Lamar Ball is a huge advocate of why would you go to college when you can go play professionally and it's a better. You know, it's a better step up. And in some cases it is. If you really want to improve your game, the best coaching you will receive is probably not in Australia. But as far as just playing against better talent on a day-to-day basis, you're going to play against more grown men, and you'll learn that style of play. So is A.J. Johnson just going with maybe the basic argument of Ball went to this league, he was the number 3 overall pick? Therefore, I think it therefore it. I go to this. He's going to the same team, right? Yeah. I'm going to the same team this guy went to. He became the number three overall pick. I have a good shot to be. Maybe not that, but I have a good shot to be a lottery guy. Yeah. I mean, if he grows a few more inches, too, then that also helps because LaMelo Ball grew like five or six inches in that last oh, year. Oh, he's legit six, seven, six, yeah, eight. Yeah, and, mm. and that really bumps you up when you're a point guard and you can guard a three. That it just is natural. It's going to boost your 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 draft stock, but yeah, no, I think it, it opened doors definitely because people are now seeing, and the G League when Jalen Green gets drafted high, then you can say, oh, okay, the G League is an actual way to go get drafted, and and playing overseas is an actual way to get drafted and still get a high draft pick. I don't have to go to a major premier school and get drafted anymore. And if I don't want to go to school and I want to get paid now and I don't really care about any of this rigmarole. I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go over there and play, and I'm gonna go play with grown men because you know most of these kids have been playing with people above their age group. 
up until they are about 17, 18. Man, that's a good point, Patrick. Mm-hmm. The fact that Chris Beard originally got A.J. Johnson to commit down here is nuts. Yeah. You just mentioned Jalen Green, that being his kinfolk and all. He went the G League route. Yeah. So he's probably behind you saying, yo, I did this and it worked out for me. Yeah, you're not as good as me, but you're pretty damn good. You're a five-star, four-star yeah. player, top 40 guy in a lot of people's rankings. You could do some serious things and go get this money and still live out your dreams of being an NBA player. Yeah, exactly. That, I, that's where I think it comes to is it's just now that path is open you're gonna see guys that are not probably the number one number two overall pick because those guys can make the money in nil and they'd rather stay in america and build their brand and the g league you can't build your brand that way like you can't make endorsement money the same way you can playing for a major college but if you're not making that that money go get three quarters of a million dollars for a year to go play in Australia and then go into the draft? Why not? Yeah, somebody texted us earlier, you can't blame Rodney Terry for not having $750,000. Mm. For 15 minutes a game. For, <laughs> right, for That's what, what I'm saying. He's not going to play over that. Like It's just reality. He wasn't ready to play 30, 40 minutes a game. Most freshmen aren't. So, Patrick, here's the question that I keep asking, and I don't know if there is any answer, but give me your updated answer today. How do you make it to where guys will want to develop in college? Uh, I mean, that's kind of not what the college game is anymore. Right. Uh, and you just have to live with that. I, I mean, the, the reality is make uh, get, get finish NIL stuff and get money from actual NCAA. You know, so they can actually profit, not just off name, image, and likeness, but they can actually make a, a, a sale of the video game and they can make a profit off of all this other stuff. Right. Like give them more and more opportunities to actually make really good money in college basketball. And and that's not what the NCAA wants to do. It's not what a lot of fans of college basketball want. Right. So and that's just not what it's going to be. And you're going to get guys like Brock Cunningham who want to be here. He is the only player that we know for sure will be on this team next year. We think Ron Holland will be there. I'm guessing Cole Bott will still be there. Swearinger will still be there. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Other than that... We're not sure. <laughs> Going to have to find some transfer <laughs> portal. But you brought Cunningham. We've seen it. We saw him develop an offense this year. And there's guys that will go, look, I'll do this for long enough, and I'm probably not going to the NBA. But that's a question we have to ask with Dylan DeSue. Is Dylan DeSue, after the tournament he had, and after the the, the Big 12 tournament and then in the tournament before he gets hurt, is he now in his best case to get drafted? Or does another year... Even if he plays great all season, does it technically not really help him anymore? Because they're like, well, you've been you've been in, the, in college basketball for so long. We want to draft a 19-year-old that we think is more athletic than you than draft you because, you know, now, what, you're going to be 27 when we sign you again? That's crazy talk, 27. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so old when you're 27 years. That's nuts. But, yeah, I'm with you, Patrick. You know, a lot of these guys don't want to go through the process anymore. And... Yeah. You know, somebody like Arterio Morris, when you see all of these freshmen that are balling, that you went to camps with, McDonald's All-Americans, All-Star Games, et cetera, Keontae George or Grady Dix, both of those guys are going to be first-round picks. And then there were times this year where you probably thought you should get more clock. Like when when Tyrese Hunter was on the slump, I thought that Arterio Morris deserved more minutes, but didn't necessarily get those minutes. I thought he deserved more in the tournament. Yeah, for sure. After what he did in the Big 12 tournament. For sure, for sure. So everybody's path is different, but nowadays a lot of guys, they'll come in and they might not be a prospect at all. If you look at someone like 
Jalen Williams, Santa Clara Jalen Williams, that was balling last night for Oklahoma City. He'll probably be an all-rookie team guy, but he went to Santa Clara. I know coming out of high school, he wasn't thinking about the NBA, but once he got to college, he might have gotten bigger, developed his skills, and more like a 6'7 point forward where the scouts, they're going to find you if you can hoop. And they found him, and again, even though he went to a small college, he developed – and he became an NBA prospect, and now he's contributing to, uh, contributing to a team that has a chance to get the eighth seed in the Western Conference. So yeah. everybody's different. You know, some guys like the process and are willing to go through it, and some of them come up just in AAU and have a lot of people in their ear and play around the best players in the nation and think they're a click away, Stephen Jones. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at like uh, two players that you can point out in this year's tournament are like Marquise Noel and Zach Eady, and they're two ends of the spectrum, but one of them is too slow to play in the NBA, and one of them is too small to play in the NBA, and they both may play in the NBA, but they had to develop every last bit of every ounce of talent and ability they had in college because they're not the prototype. Right right now, I mean, we're looking at, at Texas, and, and they have guys that... People like, but they don't quite have the size they need to have. And they're right now in the the locker room trying to figure out how to grow three more inches because that's a difference of a draft pick or not. And so, I mean, that's what we're going to see. Now, I will say, with Texas, we are not panic button time yet for Texas. Oh, okay. We are not in the panic button time yet because the transfer portal window is still open. There you go. But this is where we saw Reese Dixon Waters has gone to San Diego State now. So that was a name that was a big name that made sense in a rebuild mode for Texas. That's the kid that was at USC? Yes. Yeah. The heck's he going to San Diego State for? Who did he play for a national championship? Just to stay. Oh. But why do, why do people yeah. want to play for yeah. Chris Beard? <laughs> he played for a national championship. You're right. Yeah. And that was at Texas Tech. And I'm sure San Diego's much nicer than Lubbock. And by the way, other than the development thing, is that the only reason you'd play college? That's the only reason to play college basketball now, right? If you don't want to, if you're not worried about the no, development I mean, part, if you're not going to play it's the pro- championship part. Championship, right? yeah. and then okay. if you're not going to play basketball at a higher level necessarily, you get to do get an education out of it still. So if you love basketball, but you're not necessarily going to be that guy, and then I mean, you could talk. We talked about Santa Clara a second ago. There is the point of getting in front of scouts in a different level. So look at a Jabari Rice who, as of until he came to Texas, still had no no one was really sniffing him for the league. And then he gets to perform on some big stages and perform when they're looking at Keontae George for Baylor. And I see every scout in the league. And I saw GMs at that game. Like GMs coming out to watch Keontae George. And then Jabari Rice comes out and has a game. And Tyrese Hunter plays really good defense. And you start to see those guys play really well. Now, all of a sudden, their draft stock changes because those guys that maybe only make a few trips a year saw them really ball out. So you get to have guys that the the bigger school you play in or the more games you play in college, especially at smaller schools, you're going to get a few opportunities to get in front of real scouts. And if you can show off in front of them, then you get a real chance to succeed at another level. Yeah, that's a good point because Kevin McCuller, transfer from Texas Tech, went to Kansas. He's going to be a draft pick now. Yep. And if he would stay that Tech, I don't know if that would have been the case. But like you said, when you go to that blue blood type place and the scouts are always at practice and they're always around because you're playing who Kansas had the most quad one wins out of anybody, you're always playing top tier teams, then that gets more eyes on you. And now Kevin McCuller, again, going to get drafted. Hey, and I'll tell you what, if you want to sell people on going to Texas, I can tell you every scout comes to Texas games. If Texas has an opponent against a good team, they will go see Keontae George in Austin, Texas over Waco, Texas every day. 
of the week. Mm. They will see anybody from Lubbock that they will see them in Austin. And anyone in the Big 12, they are coming to the Texas game to scout the, the other team. Right. Oh, I got to go see a road game. Let me go to Austin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Is a hotel paid for and everything? I'll go to the Moody now? Yeah. Let me go to that game. Yeah, that's true. That's that makes sense. Now, that's what so you, Rodney Terry has to argue with. You get a lot with, of scouts yeah. at your games because I see him every week. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. All right, that is Patrick Davis. Check out Ball Don't Lie this afternoon and every afternoon at 3 o'clock. Real quick before you go, yes. so we'll throw some positivity in. Call me a play for the first play of the spring game. What do you want to see? You're a Texas <sighs> fan. What do you want? First play. You want to see the bomb to Worthy and get it out of the way? What do you want? Uh, I want to see just an A-gap. <laughs> <laughs> A-gap. Run the ball. Run A-gap the ball. handoff. A-gap handoff. There we go. All right, brother. We appreciate it. Thank you, Patrick. That Thanks. is Patrick Davis. Check out Ball Don't Lie this afternoon at 3 with Patrick and Rod and Hards. They'll be talking some basketball, uh, and I'm sure you'll hear more of that discussion as Patrick and Zay and a lot of you Texas basketball fans trying to process these stories of the last day or so. Uh, Arterio Morris into the portal and Dylan Mitchell making himself eligible for the draft. And then the big one today. A.J. Johnson headed off to Australia and not going to come to Texas. So we've hit all that today. Thanks to Patrick for his time. Again, as we were talking there, you heard Zay mention Jeff Howe from Horns247.com. Let us know that the reports are what they are hearing is that A.J. Johnson is going to make somewhere around $750,000 for the one year year in Australia. And then he's going to be eligible for that 24 draft. I don't know the laws and rules in Australia, but I feel like Uncle Sam a little bit cooler over there than he is over here, too. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm could, just saying. Could be advantageous that way as well. Exactly. Man, oh, man. Uh, so The kid ain't dumb. Thanks to Jeff Howe for that information. We obviously invite you to head to horns247.com for all kinds of stuff, including where you get your podcasts. Get on that Longhorn Blitz podcast. If you missed it last night, we play that for you on Wednesday nights at 8 but also Thursday nights at 7. We get you that replay as they will obviously be breaking down the spring game and getting you ready. If you love your Longhorn football, you got to check out Jeff and Rod and Matt with the Longhorn Blitz podcast. All right, coming up, we'll get you a flex segment, including the first D1 offer for a flex star, and we'll uh, make sure you know where you can go get the Wednesday night flex show that happened last night. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Chad and Zay. Alright, rolling through a Thursday. That guitar was pretty tough, but I don't think anybody's getting hurt on this one either. I don't recognize this one. What is it? April Wine. Yeah, that explains it. Just between you and me. Uh-huh, yeah. I'll admit. Not a... Okay, April Wine. Go ahead. April Wine, the Hollies, and the Carpenters have gotten us started today. We'll get into a slightly more intense musical discussion at 2.05 with the Little Kim uh, solo debut and the Jelly Roll album from 2020. I uh, can't wait to hear Zay's thoughts on Jelly Roll, and I have been holding in some feelings on this Little Kim album for about a day or so. So, so looking you forward to that April, conversation. Weren't an April Wine guy? Not really, no. Who are they? No clue. <laughs> I've heard the name, but I couldn't tell you anything about them. Okay. It just sounds like a little bit of that softer 70s rock that I was not into. Nobody around me was into April Wine. 
Nobody told me to listen to it. Never knew anything about it. Don't know who was in the band. Sorry. If you're an April Wine fan, my bad. But uh, not my thing. All right. A lot of good football out there. Getting ready for the spring game. We've been asking people what they want the first play to be. My favorite from a fan today is the double pass. They want to see... Quinn throw it to Arch and Arch throw it to Xavier Worthy on the first play of the game. I mean, that'd be something. So see, they go with your plan. Bring Arch out there. Get the murmuring started. Then have Arch just split out wide. And then have Quinn get under center. He throws out to Arch. Arch throws to the X-Man. I mean, it's better than when Sam Allinger threw that like over-the-head toss <laughs> on the goal line. What the hell was that? That was not Tom good. Tom Herman? Not good. That was not good at all. Uh, you don't want anything like that. Let's get into some more football stuff here with the Flex segment, including a couple names that uh, we hope you know. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, last night was Wednesday Night Flex. We told you about Coach Zimmerman of Dripping Springs being on the show. Big day at Dripping Springs yesterday with all the different signings and different different sports. We talked about some of those. You can check that out at flxatx.com. Derek from the Flex crew put together a list of some of those athletes, uh, including some of those Dripping Springs athletes in, in a lot of different sports that signed letters of intent yesterday. If you have somebody you want to add to that list, right at the bottom of that article, Derek got an email for you where you can send that info uh, or you can just do the contact tab there at Flex ATX. If you want to hear the show from last night with Coach Zimmerman or uh, also Keaton Kubeka, uh, the young man who of course played at Westlake and now is headed to Kansas. He was on there with him last night so you can check that out and uh, get it where you get your podcast. We got the podcast link for you right there at Flex ATX on Twitter. Also, Zay, there is a new slow motion version of the Cedric Alexander touchdown. Okay. From the Vanderbilt spring game. You get a good field level shot of that. It's a perfect Cedric Alexander run. Great cut, great speed, great power. And right at the end, he's about to fall at the one yard line. He reaches down, gets his hand on the ground, and then pushes himself in the end zone. It's beautiful stuff. If you're a Vanderbilt fan, that's exactly what you want to see a lot more of. Yeah, he has a nose for that end zone, that's for sure. He really does. Speaking of running backs, let's give credit, uh, let's give a shout-out to, uh, I believe, the young man that our man Mike Harge refers to as kinfolk, and that is Nico Hamilton uh, of Lake Travis fame. He got his first D1 offer from Howard. Congrats to Nico for that. Okay, and Nico. I'm sure that offer list is going to continue to grow for him. And Alex Green, the talent receiver from Hutto got an offer from the Naval Academy and he, nice. t- he tweeted out about that. So congrats to those young men. Uh, flex segment every day at 1.30 and obviously there's a lot going on. Also the UIL soccer state tournament is going on. Best of luck to teams in the area uh, that are still a part of that. I believe it's the Georgetown girls and the Pflugerville Conley boys teams that are still in. So uh, best of luck to them at the state level in soccer we'll be bringing you those results uh, as soon as we know those all right so zay we talked a little basketball earlier of course we're talking about this longhorn basketball stuff uh, and some of that bad news so we didn't get into the nba as deeply as we kind of planned to but last night we did see two road teams get a win 
A little unexpected for some. Chicago wins. Oklahoma City wins. Did anything really surprise you last night? I know you said that East game for you was a coin flip, uh, a coin flip game, and uh, and I thought you thought the West game would be a little bit better. Both those games ended up being entertaining. Yeah, they're both good. I thought the Pelicans would be better last night. You know, CJ McCollum, he had a tough one. A really tough game. Only 14 points, 5 for 15 from the field, 1 of three, one of 5 from the three-point line. He's their second-best player when Zion's out. He has to be better. And, you know, they had that very unfortunate play where Herb, jo- Herb Jones is trying to hit him in stride, and it just goes smooth out of bounds. CJ, like, trips over his shoelaces or something. It was ridiculous, and they didn't get a chance to get up another shot. But... He has to be better and give credit to Oklahoma City and them attacking him on the defensive side. Lou Dorr, he was great in that first half, and he ended up having a a season-high 27 points. The best time to have it is when Mm -hmm. you're about to get eliminated from the playoffs. So those were huge. Josh Giddy and Shea Gilders-Alexander, what they bring to the table as 6'6", 6'7", point guards, both being able to handle the ball. They put so much pressure on guys, and you can't hide CJ at all even with both Jalen Williams Jalen Williams the big man from Arkansas and Jalen Williams the kind of point forward rookie both those guys are rookies from Santa Clara usually they can hide CJ McCollum somewhere they couldn't last night at all you know Santa Clara Jalen Williams he was putting the ball on the deck making plays for other guys getting a lot of hockey assists Josh Giddy, you know he's bigger than CJ McCollum so when he would get on them he would just drive to the hole and get whatever he wanted and then they wouldn't put Shea Gilders Alexander on for obvious reasons. The guy's averaging 32 a game. You want to put your best defenders on him, and that's Herb Jones. But hey, too little, too late. You know, at the end, Brandon Ingram, when the game was down by four, Lou Dort hit two free throws, and you would normally think that ices the game. Brandon Ingram hit a three, and he might have got fouled. And ESPN did a poor job of showing, like, all the cameras that you have in the arena. You could show us a better angle Mm -hmm. because they only showed it on the right side. So Lou Dorr, it looks like his hand goes inside of the elbow where Brandon Ingram's releasing it from. And Brandon Ingram, you know— all players exaggerate the call. And yeah. He knew he was down four. The refs did too. He's trying to sell. Right. Yeah. So if you're that trailing ref coming in, you're looking at the same side of the camera that we saw for the best angle, that right side. So you can't see it. And if you do, you just go to science. Like if his arm is hit, then his arm's either going to be pushed to the right, and that's going to be obvious, or it's going to hit his elbow and you're going to see a funky release. It wasn't that. It went straight in. So Pelicans fans today, they're waking up saying that should have been a foul call and one three that would have tied the game. I wish ESPN would have given us a better camera angle, but hey, they didn't call it. Oklahoma City advances. Yeah, and in that other game, speaking of weird calls, thank goodness the basketball gods ended up giving Chicago the victory because if Pascal Siakam gets – a victory helps to get a victory for Toronto off of that garbage call with the Caruso play. Come on, man. I'm not just saying it cause I'm an Aggie and Caruso is one of my guys, <laughs> but Zay, yeah. that's one of the most obvious on the floor. You're not into your shot. I have ever seen. Right. And they couldn't figure it out. And he got three. Now in the end, I think he missed two of the free throws. Oh yeah. 
So thank goodness the basketball gods were paying attention there. Why are you thinking her or the basketball gods? You need to be thinking DeMar DeRozan's daughter. Well, that's true. The screamer helped. The screamer helped. The screaming daughter did help there. Uh, and people have been texting us about, do you kick her out and should you have kicked her out? No. No, you don't kick her out. You can't. But this is something we need to pay attention to. When they go to Miami tomorrow night, the Heat need to understand it. They are called free throws. They're not called soft sound fr- th- throws. They're not called mute throws. They're called free throws, as in nobody's going to hit you while you're taking them. But people get to scream stuff if they want to. Yep, That's part of it. This isn't tennis. This isn't golf. They can yell stuff. And by the way, congrats to her to figure out a sound that our listeners are texting today. Oh, my God, I heard that. Now I'm glad you explained what it was. It was terrifying. Yo, they started showing her, and they would line her up. They would have a camera on her yeah. and the free throw shooter, and Raptors went 18 for 36 from the line. Yeah. That's a joke. In the NBA where you're getting paid millions, yeah. that's an absolute joke. So, yeah. yeah, you can't kick her out, and I don't know what Miami's going to do. The girl got to go to school sometime. Like DeMar DeRozan, let's not get hit with by CPS because you don't got this girl at school or nothing. If I'm DeMar DeRozan – Patrick Beverly and anyone in the Bulls organization, my answer to you is, oh, no, she does not. (laughs) We will find school. There's online school. There are Zoom classes. She's going to be at every every road game we have. Oh, man. Dude, tomorrow night they're playing to get in the playoffs. I'm with it. Hey, bring her along. If she's not in South Beach, I don't know what's going on. Tomorrow's got to get her there. Yeah, bring her along, but... Raptors, Nick Nurse, just bad coaching job. You're up 19 points. You got to win that game. Absolutely. Yeah, and no, you're at home. brutal. You're at home. You got to win that game. And Zach Levine, he started hitting some crazy stuff step back jumpers and get into the lane and one finishes. DeMar hit some big shots. Alex Caruso and Patrick Beverly, they're a pretty good defensive backcourt. They, you know what? They are. That's a great, that's a great point. As much as we, we, we dogged on Beverly a little bit yesterday, and uh, obviously neither of those guys, they brought 12 points combined, but defensively, defensively, they're big time. Yeah, they were yeah. disrupting a lot. Patrick Williams coming off the bench defensively, he was really good, but yeah, man, it just came down to the free throws, and the Raptors didn't make theirs, and that was the game. Yeah, that was a big, big win for, for Chicago, and you know, to have, to have that matchup tomorrow night, Chicago, Miami, uh, should be interesting. We'll see if Miami bounces back from the loss. Uh, that's what's kind of interesting to me also about these play-in games. You have two teams that in two days have to bounce back from a loss, Miami and Minnesota, but they both get to host. So you get to be with your people, you get to be at your house, but are you ready? Have you bounced back from what's going on? Minnesota's got all kinds of mess going on. Does Gobert get to play tomorrow? Yes. So he's back. Yep, only a one-game suspension. But punch the wall obviously is not back. No. The hand is still broken. It is. So uh, we'll see what happens. Winner in the East gets Milwaukee. Winner in the West gets Denver for tomorrow night's games, and they're going to split those networks. Tomorrow the East game is on TNT. The West game is on ESPN, but good drama last night. Everything going right till the end. Uh, I mean, some pretty high level, high level ball. I always like to go to the box score after a game and just see. Okay, that felt like a pretty good game. Forty four percent for Toronto, forty nine percent from the Bulls. Pretty high level basketball. But you're right, up nineteen in the third quarter. If I'm not mistaken, you can't let that happen. No, if you're Toronto. No, not at all. At home. Yeah, and going back to that Oklahoma City Pelicans game, I mean, if you're the Pelicans, 
and you're dealing with Zion Williamson. What what's the next step? Because that's an issue. Yeah. Like uh, that was a distraction last night. Yes. Whether you want to say it or not, yeah, they're pros, but that's a distraction. And they went and they kind of reneged and said they told ESPN, like, yeah, he's not ready. He's not cleared. So what Zion said yeah, earlier. He, he said he was he had been physically, that physically he's fine. Yeah. And then the team is saying he's not been cleared. And I think they're just trying to save them and Zion for what we're thinking now. Like, bro, it's a, it's a mental health thing, which I don't think that's very, I don't think that's wrong to say. It's well, just see, there's still a point. I mean, there is still that like. Right, that's where I don't know, though. I don't know if it's even fair to call it that. Like, are we really? He hasn't. That's It's different. To me, it's different to say a mental health issue. And I'm just not sure if I can trust the leg yet, the foot, whatever it is he's dealing with. Right. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. But, you know, what if I cut? What if I cut wrong or blah, 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 blah? Well, that's just a you got to go test it. Yeah. Right. You got to go out there and do it. Here's the other layer I'd forgotten about, Zay. We didn't hit this yesterday. I heard Stephen A. and Perkins and Windhorse and those guys talking about it today. Remember, Zion Williamson has not just been like around the team and watching from the bench. He'll get involved in the layup lines and do dunks and stuff. Right. So, to me, this falls into that you got to be all in or all out. It's like the Lamar Jackson discussion we had. I thought it was good for him to sit out that uh, playoff game, but don't be near them. Well, I, don't be there. So I think what you mean, like he has, he does pregame stuff, right? That's what I'm saying in pregame. But go, I don't think he's in like the layup line, like right before tip off. I don't think he's suited up. But he'll show that. That's probably fair, right? Not, maybe not the official like layup like line every, with the team. Every player has like a little workout routine before the game but that they go through. He's showing up and dunking in front yeah. of folks, and then not playing at all. Yeah, like big power dunks like Zion Williamson kind of dunks but he also said in his interview when he was going in third person multiple times <laughs> yes he was like you know I have to feel like Zion and I want to play like how I was playing before I got hurt and that was the all-star level number one pick that we expect him to be but sometimes you don't have to be that to get your team dubs you just have to be on the court right and be able to play. Sometimes you got to fight through those things. Yeah. And if you're right. cleared and if it's a little painful and you're out here just like, no, nah, I want to be 100%. But they're like, okay, but you could play at 85. Yeah, 70% of you is still damn good. Really good. And causes a lot of attention. And now C.J. McCollum, even uh, Zion being 85%, C.J. McCollum's the third option still. And he's going to get more right. looks. But last night, he's the number two option. And guys are focusing on him a lot more. So he can only give you 15 points. It is not good in the, the the basketball realm is not liking this story right now. I can hear it. You can hear it in Stephen A's voice or Perkins' voice or whoever. Perkins actually went as far as to say maybe they should move the guy. And Windhorse is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he's, I don't know about all that. He's way too talented. I don't think they could figure all that out right now. They need to give it more of an opportunity. But at this moment, I thought, I think at this moment it's fair. We just mentioned DeRozan. I don't think this is a DeRozan situation. I don't think it's a Kevin Love situation. If it is, they can deal with that. And like you said yesterday, they're willing to. I don't think that's what this is with Zion. I think it's weird communication with team and player. They need to straighten all that out. And to me, most importantly, if he really can't play or is not going to play, you cannot have him out there power dunking in in like pre pregame. Yeah, Jeff Van Gundy made a good point last night in the game. He said 
if you want to look at anything positive with Zion, Joel Embiid is probably going to get MVP this year, and Philadelphia 76ers have a really good chance of making some noise in the Eastern Conference this playoffs. During the first four years of his career, he didn't play over 100 games. Zion's already played over 100. Mm. So that's something to look at. A little devil's advocate to what Van Gundy said, though, those guys have two completely different games. So Joel Embiid being the seven-footer that he is, he doesn't have to rely on his athleticism and his bounce like Zion at 6'7", being a center, has to. Hmm. Like he yeah. has to, and he comes down with all that weight. He comes down on those legs and stuff. Joel Embiid, he could shoot jumpers all game and still get you 30. And then when you start worrying about that jumper, that's when he starts really showcasing his skills and talents and getting to the rim and step-back jumpers and crossovers and Euro steps and stuff. That's what makes them so good. So they're two completely different players, but if you want to look at some type of positivity, I would stay stick with them, but it's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah, they got to figure that story out. They got to get that straightened out pretty fast. Uh, again, if you don't uh, haven't looked at the schedule, it is an off night in the NBA tonight. They'll take the break tonight. Tomorrow night determines the eight seeds, and then Saturday is when the uh, playoffs will officially begin. And for the first time ever, no Texas team is a part of the playoffs. Mavs came in in eighty eighty one, and from that season on. There's been one Texas team in the playoffs. This year, one stumbled down the stretch and didn't make it and kind of quit at the end. The other two have been quitting for a while because there's a freaky dude from France (laughs) that they're trying to figure out, and they both have the same chance to get it. This is the first time I can remember in a long while where the state of Texas is going to be locked in on the NBA draft lottery. It's nuts. We got that one coming up here at one of the playoff games. Y'all know how that works, halftime of a playoff game or whenever they do it. That's going to be wild. All right, coming up at 2.05, our album swap discussion with a little, little Kim. A little, little Kim, that's hard to say. And some jelly roll. Uh, but up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay wants to get into. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for those drums to start. Come on now. Going way back. This does sound like the original, which means, Zay, this is Golden Earring. That's right. Right? Real radar love for the people. I That's love right. I love this song. And... It's got one of my favorite covers of all time. I get made fun of all time for lo- all, all the time for loving this band. I don't care. If you've never heard White Lion's cover of this, God, I love that cover. It's not as good as this, but it's good. It's very good. That's a jam, man. This, this is cool, yeah. Radar Love, Golden Earring later had the, was it the Bullet to the Bone song? Twilight Zone in the early 80s. That was good, too. Shout out to Golden Earring. Half past four. And I'm shifting gears. Golden Earring, April Wine, the Hollies, and the Carpenters on the show today. Zay and I will get into, I don't know if it's a more serious musical discussion at 2.05. It's a lot weirder than Golden Earring, we promise. Because it's Little Kim and Jelly Roll. Don't know if they've ever met. Don't, <laughs> don't know if they've uh, ever considered maybe a project. Uh, or uh, you know a little collaboration we will talk about that these are albums neither of us have had ever heard little kim's debut album from 96 
and Jelly Roll uh, had an album called A Beautiful Disaster right at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. That's what jumped out to me. One, there was a lot of listens on the streaming service I saw. I was like, oh, that's about right. 12 songs. We can deal with that. But then also, it was literally March 13th of 2020, and I thought, man, was the world changing right about that point. So we'll get into that at 2.05. A lot of Longhorn basketball talk today, and not the good kind. If you're a Longhorn basketball fan and you've missed the last couple days, Arterio Morris into the transfer portal. Dylan Mitchell makes himself eligible for the draft. You can hold out hope, but some believe he is gone uh, and that they're telling him he was going to be somewhere in this next draft. And then A.J. Johnson, who's going to be a part of the 24 draft, is now headed to Australia. He is not going to be coming to Texas. And again, that's from a uh, Adrian Wojnarowski story. But again, they've got him directly telling ESPN that today. So that one is happening. We've hit a lot of that today, getting ready for the spring game as well. Right now, though, let's see where we are in society with Zay. Let's go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, I see something new on my Twitter DMs. Is that yeah, where I'm headed? Yeah, check those DMs, man. So oh. this is a story that both of us find intriguing, but especially you. Uh-huh. So the Cavender Twins, if you haven't heard of them, they are guards for Miami women's basketball. Okay. And they're blonde, and they look pretty good. They are blonde and attractive, I would yeah. agree. Uh-huh. So they transferred from Fresno State to Miami, and we know with the Miami basketball team with Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack, they like to throw their money around. Mm-hmm. So Cavender Twins, they're like Angel Reese when it comes to this NIL thing. They get crazy money. They were one of the first ones to capitalize on NIL when NIL was uh, brought into college athletics. So they could have stayed at Miami for a fifth year, but they went on NBC today and they're going to enter the WWE. Is that right? Yeah, they said they've already partnered with the WWE. They believe in a lot of good things that they do when it comes to fitness and other things that go along with the Cavender Twins. Hmm. So, yeah, Chad, can you see these girls flying off the top rope? Well, uh, I would need to see a little bit more, obviously. Of do we have uh, you got hi- you got heights on them? Uh, we talking point guards? We talking yeah, they're forwards? Guards. They're point guards. Talking kind of guard, maybe yeah, on the smaller definitely side. Definitely under five. Eight. Okay, a little bit on the uh, the smaller side there. Um, obviously, there was a history with twins and the Bella twins. Both ended up being really talented. And yeah, they ended up making the TV great show tag out teams. Of it too. You had the reality show uh, that was going there. Yeah, that'll be that's uh, that's going to be interesting because when you have you know when you have relatives, you have all kinds of storylines you can work you know you can work with family together family fights break up go you know go into the singles competition uh that kind of thing so i think that's something that wwe fans would at least be willing to check out but i would tell them that we are now in an era where you don't just get to want that just cuz you're pretty and blonde that's not how it works anymore the Divas world of pro wrestling, that's not what it is anymore. They got rid of the Divas belt, and it's now a women's championship belt. Oh, it's changed a lot since the attitude there. Women have now, they're, I mean, they are main eventing pay per views. There are not, no bra and panties matches anymore. There's no pillow fights anymore. No lingerie matches anymore. Puppies! This is 
you are a sports entertainer, you are a professional wrestler, and you are going to take some bumps, and you're going to be flying high, and you are going to go through all of it. So, yeah. So you got to be ready. Yeah. These girls being D1 athletes, Miami went far in the women's tournament this year. They yeah. went to the Elite Eight. They're one step away of going to the Final Four. I think they lost to Angel Reese and them. So yeah. they're athletic. I've known they've taken elbows before. I think they could do it. Yeah, see, and that's the beauty of it. That's why a lot of the of a lot of athletes we've seen go into pro wrestling because there's an obviously an athlete element to it. You got to have the athletic element, and then you got to have the you know got to be willing to do all the travel. You got to be willing to commit yourself to something. You got to have the discipline to want to work at it. And then at some point they're they're going to figure out okay do you have the actor part of that job do you have the stunt man or in this case stunt woman part of that job they'll get to all of that but the athletic part has to be there if you're if you're not a decent athlete you don't get to do that yeah. you don't get to be a pro wrestler now one is better than the other at basketball okay I saw one getting way more clock well when I was watching them this year I don't know see? which one that is you know what you're doing you're you're booking that first match after they split that's what you're doing. You just started booking the match right there. They'll start as a tag team, and then eventually one of them will start saying how much better they are than the other one, and they'll get like a secret camera off to the side, and the one that's better will say, you know, I've always been better than her, and then they'll pan over, and the other one was listening and heard her say it, and then pretty soon, there's a match at SummerSlam. Did did Matt and Jeff Hardy ever have beef? I know they're not twins, but... Um, yeah, I think so. They did? At some point. Okay. It wasn't a monster program with those two, but I think they probably did, yeah. What about the Bella Twins? Oh, yeah. They had beef? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Of course. This is too easy for Vince, then. Yes! You got <laughs> too to. Too easy! Especially when you have twins, and then you could have the whole locker room questioning whether they're good. All now, right. Now, do they need to change the name? The Cavender Twins. Uh, Haley, Hannah... Haley and Hannah Cavender, those are the names? Yeah. The Cavender twins. I don't know. Nowadays, Vince doesn't do as much of the trying to pigeonhole somebody into a weird character. Like he'll let it be a little more real. So I'm hoping Cavender's not bad. Not bad. You said Haley and you got both Haley and who? Hannah. Haley and Hannah. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, maybe. Is there a Haley? I don't think I've, I can't remember a Haley. Maybe you just go one name. Maybe just call them Haley and Hannah. Let them go. Haley and Hannah, just call them the twins. Maybe. Here come the twins. Who could you see them having a rivalry rivalry with? Uh, let's see. Right now, let's get them in with. Uh, let's have uh, let's have Bailey and Damage Control go after them. Okay. Bailey can put people over as about as well as anybody in the women's division right now. She's becoming turned into a great heel. Let's make them faces. And really throw them to the fire. And let's put them in against damage control. Absolutely. <laughs> like, the only easier way into no. the business, lady. Just no. throw them to the fire. No. Main event. Let them walk out, try to cut a promo, and then have Bailey come out and rip them to shreds for doing it. That's where you need to go. Girls, I'm just trying to get you started. We're trying to get you started big time here, ladies. Yeah. Let's start you in the deep end. Same hey, basketball, ladies. They, they just went to the U. They're used to big time. They are. They'll be fine. It'll be all right. All right. Uh, keep your eyes peeled if you're a wrestling fan like myself. And 
Zay always says he's just an attitude era guy, but come on, you'll watch if the Cavender twins I'll are going. Definitely watch. Come on now. You'll be paying attention. All right, coming up your two o'clock hour. We'll talk album swap with Lil' Kim and Jelly Roll. I can't wait to hear what, what Zay thinks of Jelly Roll. I got a feeling like the rap community might be about to text us a lot about this dude. I'll have Zay break it down coming up. Why today matters on April 13th as well. We got the album discussion coming up, and I dare say I got a breakdown of this Lil' Kim album that you've probably never heard before. Next on The Horn.